Father, we just want to thank you once again this morning. We're here in your house. Father, even as we now meditate upon your word, speak to our hearts. Lord, prepare us for the days ahead. Strengthen us in our resolve. Even as we, Lord, look at so many things from your scripture, I pray, Lord, that you would cleanse us and wash us by the water of the word and sanctify us and set us apart. That we will be a people who will be blameless, without spot and wrinkle, gloriously apparelled, ready for the coming of the Lord. To that end, I pray that you would anoint us and Lord, that you would cause us to determine ourselves, to prepare ourselves for your coming. We thank you, we praise you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this is the 52nd week of the 14th year for our church. Last week, last Sunday. So we have uh, 252s we celebrate. <laughs> the first general new year that everybody has. And this is our specific new year. Like everybody has a birthday, we also have our own. So we, the central focus, if you uh, read through, I mean, if you've been coming to our church and if you're following the series of messages online, the focus has always been to develop and strengthen our faith. Without faith, it is, it is impossible to please God. And it's not faith in anything else or anybody else. It's on God, His Word, and the power of the Holy Spirit to empower us to live what God has spoken to our hearts and in our lives. Therefore, the just shall live by faith. I just want you to keep that in your mind. The just shall live by faith. 3.11 of Galatians will say, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 onwards will say, Now the just shall live by faith. So if you are righteous, if you have been justified, you've been given this gift of righteousness, which is a, which is a free gift when we believed in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. We've been justified. And that just person, for the rest of his life, has to live by faith. He has been justified by faith, and he will continue a life of faith. So he says, but if anyone draws back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition. So the problem is, if you're not careful, there's plan B, which is hell, perdition. So when we are saying faith, we are saying a faith not in an idea, not in an institution. Christianity without Christ is like any other religion. So when we talk about faith, we're talking about faith in a person. In Acts chapter 20, verse 21, is easy to remember this verse, testifying to the Jews and to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. It's faith in a person and the person of Jesus Christ. And it's just not Jesus Christ. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, and confess with your mouth that God raised him up from the dead, you will be saved. And God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son and whoever, what? Just, just believes. Goes on believing in him. Continuously. Will have everlasting life. The faith, therefore, is towards a person. Faith is always not in anybody else but in a person. The person of Jesus Christ. To know him. The Holy Spirit, he is given to us so that we know Jesus. We know the Father. We know the ways of God. We know his personality. And that is the reason why it says the Holy Spirit Spirit will be shed abroad in our hearts so that we can love him. The love of God will be poured upon in our, shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit so that we can love Him. To have a personal relationship with the Lord. If you were there yesterday, Pastor was talking about something very important. He said, the goal of the ministry is always to lead you to that person so that each one of us will have a one-on-one relationship with that person and will hear clearly from that person. That is the reason why it says in 1 John chapter 2 verse 27, the anointing that he will receive from, which is from God, will teach you all things. And therefore we pray that the anointing is always not just on the speaker, is always also on the one who is hearing the message because he is the one who is able to make the word that has been spoken relevant to the situation that you are going through. So repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Because why repentance? Repentance, if you, if you, if you were there, is a change of mind. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an attitude of the soul, the will, the mind, where you were a rebel first. Adam has to be reconciled with God. You cannot have an entrance into the, into the, into the, into the kingdom of God by having the same Adamic, uh, rebellious nature inside of you. That rebel has to come back in repentance. So repentance is for the soul. You're made alive in the spirit, yes. But repentance is for the soul. Right? And faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, that rebel has to come back to God. He has to submit himself to to the ordinance of God. And that old Adam cannot do it. And therefore, what we do, we crucify the old Adam. That flesh, so that the new man, who's created in Christ Jesus, will live. The very first message that was preached, I was not there, incidentally, was called chosen and faithful. That's in Revelation chapter 17, that was the basis of that particular sermon. These will make war with the Lamb. It's coming. Okay. Okay. And the Lamb will overcome them. Why? Because he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings only, no, 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 no. And those who are also along with them are the called, the chosen, and the faithful. You see, you need to understand something very important here. The word for faithfulness and the word for faith in the Greek is the same. Faith is pistis. Faithful is pisteo. And I was listening to one man of God and he just made a statement. He said, the just shall live by. And you know what? His faithfulness. I want to call it. The just shall live by his loyalty. Because it's always connected to a person. Faithful to a person. You see, there are some 
some questions in the Bible. I mean, verses which are questions. And it's left to the reader to allow the Spirit of God to probe him to see if he actually qualifies the requirement of the particular verse. You see, for example, I'll show you that verse. I mean, it is Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 6. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness. (laughs) I like that. The problem is, who can find a faithful man? Very rare. A loyal person is a rarity. Okay. The NIV will say, many claim to have unfailing love. I love you. <laughs> Till death do part. And then the other, just in the morning I was, uh, I was going through a Christian website for, I mean, just reading something up. And you know what? There's an advertisement came, that came on, on that same Christian website. Divorce made easy. It's talking about faithfulness. And on the same website you have an advertisement, divorce made easy. I love you till death do up, do, do part in sickness, in health and in poverty and in riches. Oh, you make all those vows. But you never, ever, ever ask the Lord to grant you the grace to back up your love, your vows. Many claim to have unfailing love. But a faithful person who can find? It's a rarity. Can he find in this congregation? In each one of us, that attitude of faithfulness and of loyalty to Christ alone? You ought to speak it out. One of the things that you ought to teach your children to be loyal to you and to, to God and to you. To God and to you. To God and to you. In that order. Another translation, the New Living Translation will say, many will say they are loyal friends. But who can find? One who's truly reliable. That is the reason why in John chapter 2, it's a remarkable thing. Many believed in Jesus when he did all those signs and wonders and miracles. But you know what? It says, Jesus on his part did not entrust himself to anybody because he knew what was in everyone. Mm -hmm. He did not want anybody to say anything about him. So if somebody came and flattered him and said, good master, he said, please shut up. Who told you I'm good? Hmm? Only God is good. In other words, are you saying that I'm God? If I am God, then there's something you should respond. I mean, you have to respond with some kind of a thingy from your heart. You should be absolutely come under my lordship without any strings attached. Hmm? The Amplified Bible will say, many a man proclaims his own loyalty and goodness, but who can find a faithful and a trustworthy man? You see, it's a rarity, my brothers. Can God find in us? In First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 23, many were called, but to, to those who are called, chapter 1 verse 24, but to those who are called, you are all called. Called, you know the word for the church is in Greek is ekklesia. It comes from two Greek words, ek and kleio. Kleio means the call. Ek means called out. So Ecclesia means the called out once. You are not of the world. You see, when Abraham was called, he said, leave first your own country. Second, your father's house. Third, your relatives. And go to the land which I am showing you. Call out. So what did he do? Did he leave Ur? Yes, he left. But did he leave his father? No. 
Then for 13 years, God did not speak to him. And we know that, we know that, uh, the, the, the episode of Abraham. And then for 13 years, he's stuck in Haran. I don't know, 13, whatever, how much of a time. And then the Lord comes and speaks to him again. And then he leaves his father. And now he, does he leave his relatives? No. <laughs> you see, called out. This is an absolute separation, my dear brothers and sisters. We cannot be of this world and still call ourselves the church. So if there is no call to separation, we are not the church. Hmm? Acts chapter 2. With many words, Luke was recording Acts, right? He heard the message of Peter and he said, Baba, so many words. Let me just say one line. What is the one line summary of Peter's message? With many other words testified and exhorted saying, be saved from this perverse generation. And those who, what? I, you know, many translations have received, removed. If you see the nearly inspired version, that is NIV. And uh, I don't know, exponentially severe version called ESV. They have removed the word gladly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not, not to offend, but unfortunately, I, I, I can't, I can't just keep quiet. You see, I mean, I mean, because when you remove the word gladly, that punch is gone. It's like, you know what? When you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. And what did they say? I may die. We will die. What are you doing? You're re- le- less- lessening the intensity of the requirement of God. Mm-hmm. So, called. We are called. We are called out of the world. And then the second part is we are chosen. What are we chosen? How does uh, Peter describe us? We are a what? We are a chosen generation. The word for generation is very interesting. Genome. From, in other words, we say it, it means that we have a new spiritual DNA because we have been birthed by the what? Incorruptible seed of the word of God. The very truth of the word of God has caused us to be born again and therefore what, what we have? We have the very nature of God inside of us. Chosen generation. And what did we? This chosen generation has been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we've been called, we've been given a new nature and the whole purpose of this new nature is what? So that we'll be faithful. That's the idea. You see, even though we are unfaithful, he still remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. What about us? If we have the nature of God, just as he is faithful, we will also be faithful. And of course, the comparison is, in the old covenant, Moses was faithful as a, as a servant, when the new covenant, we are not faithful as servants, we are faithful as what? Sons. Because we have the nature, the nature of God. Unless therefore a man is born again, unless and until he is born from above, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's an emphatic statement. I, I just keep telling that story, telling this in the Telugu church. I just keep telling, unless until, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless and until he is born from above. He has to have, this is the will of God. That is the reason why he has not been born of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but he has been born of God. The whole purpose is to make us faithful. Exodus chapter 19. This is what he tells the children who have been who have been saved from the slavery in Egypt. Children of Israel. Verse 6. And you shall be unto who? Unto me. I like that. 
Unto whom? Unto me. A kingdom of priests. A chosen generation. These are the words. And a holy nation. These are the words you shall speak to the children of Israel. But the problem is, did Israel fulfill its calling? Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 onwards. Moreover, brothers, I do not want you to be unaware, ignorant, that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into, the, into Moses in the cloud and in all in, in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank, drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock. Verse 5, but, but with most of them, God was not pleased. Why? Without faith. Or let me say, without faithfulness, without loyalty, it is impossible to please God. Keep that in mind. What is the opposite to loyalty? Treason or betrayal. See, when we, disloyalty again, I thank, thank you, but you see, I, I understand what, what the problem is. Our vocabulary is also not very intensely um, probing. We choose soft words. How can you call a person who's homosexual gay? Na 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 gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. The moment you say gay now, it's a total different connotation altogether. You see, we choose words. I mean, there's a, there's a, there was a lady in a, in, a, in a city called Lesbos in, in Greek who wrote a fantastic poem about her female lover. Oh, celebrating love! You see, Bible says, if you love me, so obedience and love go, obedience to the commandments of God. And you know what David says, don't I not hate them that hate you, Lord. And love them that love you. What is an abomination in your sight? How can be love in my sight, Lord? You see, what has happened? We have listened. Even our vocabulary kind of, you know, gives us a cushion. And it doesn't probe us sufficiently. But with most of them, the Bible says, God was not pleased. Jude chapter 1 verse 5, but I want to remind you, though you once know all this, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed those who did not believe the word for, again, is those who were not faithful or those who were disloyal to him. He destroyed them. Isn't it interesting? Does the percentage recount the percent? Asked how many people will be faithful? 300 out of 32,000. Less than 1%. Less than one person, my dear brothers. Incredible, isn't it? That is the reason why ultimately how many will be saved? Very few. Till the end. Why? Because the gospel was preached to them in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2. But the word which they heard did not profit them because they did not mix it with Faith, because they did not have this attitude. You see, faith is an attitude. Faith is of the heart. I'm faithful to you, no matter what you are, no matter who you are. So that is the reason why 
when he gives them this new identity in Exodus chapter 19, he says, I got you to myself. You shall be to, unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. This is what he says in Exodus chapter 19. And Moses went up to God and the Lord called him from the mountain saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I do to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. See, ultimately God has brought us to himself. You need to understand that. So you, you see how much premium he has given to each one of us. And therefore he says two things. I just want you to do two things. First, if, verse 5, if you indeed will what? Obey my voice. First point. Second, keep my covenant. That's all, that's all I'm asking from you. Forget about the ten commandments and all will come later. Just obey my voice and keep my covenant. Keep my covenant. What is going to happen? You will be a special treasure. See, two things you need to do. Just obey my voice and keep my covenant. See, covenant is a fired up verse, word. Covenant is literally God coming and saying, you know what? I have made myself joined to you. That is the reason why it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, he who is one with the, who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Joined to the Lord. Is one spirit. So that is the reason why he says, you can't have any other gods because you cannot have any other lovers because I'm intensely, jealously love you with all of my heart. You cannot just get, get, take this love for granted and join yourself with other idols. I, I, can't, I can't stand that. Because I brought you to myself. I'm absolutely jealous about you. That is, that is the reason why in a husband and a wife relationship, jealousy is allowed. You are mine and I am yours, period. Understand that? Paul, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, this is the New Living Translation, verse 1 onwards. You shall know this, Timothy, in the last days, there will be difficult times. Why? Gas prices will raise. Inflation will come. There will be famine. There will be COVID. There will be monkeypox. No, 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 no. You know why? For. Because people will love only themselves. Me only. This is the, our Indian. You only. Me only. Translation. You living translation. They will be boastful, proud, scoffing God, disobedient to their parents. Kya baat hai? I mean, I stop there, no? All the children will look at me now. Disobedient to their parents. If they are obedient to their parents, you should be very surprised nowadays. Ah, disobedient. Ah, they are natural. The children know they will be disobedient. Who told you? What are you supposed to do then? Sit back and relax? Un- parents ungrateful. You see that? Ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. Nothing is holy for them. No marriage vow is holy. No church is holy. Relationships are not holy. They don't put a premium on their relationship with God. They don't put a premium on their relationship with the church. Mm -hmm. They will be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. And he goes on to say, look at what it says. They will what? Betray their friends. 
they will be covenant breakers, other translations will use. They will have this, they will betray. They they will not be loyal. And one of the hallmarks in the last, in the last days, if you see, I mean, even in the own, own families in, in Christian nations, you see the divorce rate apparently in Christian homes is as bad or as, or worse than that which is in the world. Why? Why? So today, I want to list out five reasons as to why people get trapped and become unfaithful. Five reasons. Five reasons. You know, when, when I was studying this, I was actually uh, studying on, uh, studying Romans. I just wanted to read through Romans and I wanted to do a study on that. And I was listening to one man of God and he made a statement. He says, the just shall live by his loyalty. And I just, that, that just, just came into my mind. I said, boy, I've never seen faith that way. Faith is actually being loyal to God. Trusting Him implicitly. I trust you no matter what. Even if you tell me something which is, which is for me painful for the time being, I know it is for my latter good. That is the reason why He tells uh, Peter, what I do now you will not understand, but latter. There is an a priori, my dear brothers. You will understand it. What, what parents do to you, you will not understand now, but Later, you will understand. Okay. So first reason, first reason why people betray. Let us go to the origin of betrayal and unfaithfulness. Okay? Let us go to the origin. And where is the origin? Anybody knows? The book of beginnings? The origin of betrayal also is in Genesis. First reason, I call it listening to unauthorized voices. Everybody say that? Okay. In other words, voices that do not have the backing of God. The voices that do not have the backing of God. Now, who is the first betrayer? Let's see. Luke's gospel chapter 4. The revelation is given here in Luke's gospel chapter 4 verse 5. Then the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give to you and their glory for this has been betrayed to me by whom? By Adam. He's been betrayed. That's the word. That's the exact Greek word, betray. Understand that. And why did Adam betray? Because he heard what? The unauthorized voice. Let me tell you something. Even in the church, even in the church, that is the reason why Paul tells the Ephesian church, after I go, there will be savage wolves among you. They will come not sparing the flock. They will take people after themselves. You know what? These are unauthorized voices. You know what it says? False brethren crept in unawares into the church and they destroyed the faith of many. Why? They were unauthorized voices. The voices which do not have the backing of God. I'll tell you something. This is so, so important to me as a researcher. So as the first thing I said, don't listen to the voices of people who don't submit to authority. Whom did they listen to? They listened to Satan. And who, who was Satan? The first rebel who did not submit to the authority of God. 
Do not listen to the voices of people who do not submit to authority. The voice of rebels, no matter how beautiful they look on the outside. Because Satan himself transforms himself as a what? As an angel of light. That is the reason why the word for for serpent in the in the Hebrew is nachash. You know what the word nachash means? The shining one. The shining one. Oh, he's got a fantastic PhD. Oh, serpent. Rebel. Don't listen to voices of people who don't submit to authority. The voice of rebels. That is the reason why in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, look at what he says. For I am jealous for you with what? With godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband. And verse 3, but I fear lest somehow a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness. So your minds may also be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You know what the NIV says? From your pure and your sincere devotion to Jesus. You've been betrayed because you heard wrong voices. What happens? For if anyone comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, if you have received a different spirit whom you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up. How can you put up with him? Cast him out. And that is the reason why God appreciates the first church, the first church which whom he rebukes. I says, you know what? You tested everybody. And you said, you know what? These fellows are not apostles. You tested the doctrine. It's very important. Don't listen to unauthorized voices. Why will people become unfaithful? Why will people become unfaithful in the last days? Because they give heed to unauthorized voices. As a researcher, I'll tell you. When you submit a paper, you know who's going to review it? It's called peer review. Peer review means he's not your next door neighbor. A friend, look at my paper, no? Please accept it because I'm your friend. No, 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 no. It goes to some of the people who are like, who are experienced with so many publications under them. And he will look at your paper. India. No. These fellows plagiarize. You know something? One of my papers got rejected because of self-plagiarism. And I asked him, what is self-plagiarism? You copied from yourself. I said, what do you mean? You forgot to cite a work which you did. You forgot. You did, you did not forget. You actually, you did not. And so we had to write, me and my, my professor had to sit and write an email to the, to the, to the, to the, to the conference director saying that, so sir, 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 please forgive us. It's an, it was an oversight. You see, peer review. For a paper to get accepted in a top journal, that fellow has to go through it. He has to strain it and see how much of it is plagiarism and only 11% or 7% plagiarism accepted. That is because you have, you know, they have, they have algorithms nowadays which will check. The first time I sent my thesis to my, to my thesis advisor, thesis examiner from IIT Delhi, he sent my, sent my, sent back my thesis with a red line under, in every page. And after that, after that thesis came back, I was like shocked. I said, what did I do for four years? You see, for a 
PHD, which is going to be burnt in the oven very soon, so much of peer review is required. How many of you check your authorities? Somebody says, comes and says something to you. Is this guy first of all under authority? Is he just coming and murmuring something to distract me? Understand this, my brothers. You will depart from faith. You know why will you depart from faith? Why will you become an apostate? Epistis? You know why? First Timothy chapter 4. Look at what it says. Now the spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will what? Ha, depart from the faith. Why? Because they will give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. They will listen to voices which have no backing of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Therefore, do not ever, ever, ever listen to a voice which will never come under authority. Never. Who sent you? The first question you should ask him. Who sent you? Do you have a local church? Are you a part of the local church? Are you accountable in the local church? Are you under leadership? Were you sent or you just went? My dear brothers, this is important. Seducing spirits and doctrines of these demons, giving heed to, and what happens? They speak lies in hypocrisy. Having their own conscience seared. Their conscience is seared. That doesn't bother them. They can lie to you with a straight face. They can come and slander and they can say all kinds of things behind you, behind your back, and they'll come to you in front of your face and they'll say, Hello, how are you doing? Say, bye-bye, ta-da, I don't want to hear you. No comes on their conscience. Their conscience will not bother them one bit. My dear brothers, my dear brothers, we we need to to be really, really, really careful as to whom we allow to speak into our lives. Understand that? And therefore Paul says, I don't need recommendation letters from you. You are our letter. Look at us and look at you. That is the reason the pastor was saying, have you seen the signature of GDC? You have GDC signature. You know what? Vilas, Vikas, who else? Jyoti, Chandana, John Manohar. Yesterday John Manohar came to me and he gave me an offering. He said, he just gave me a cover and he said, what is this? Pastor has started working. I said, wow man. He said, please pray for me. He said, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase so that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats with over, will overflow with new wine. That is what I pronounced over him. I said, this is awesome. That's a signature. That's what Paul says. Look at you. You are our signature. Not written with what? On tablets of stone, but by the very ink of the Holy Spirit on tablets of flesh, that is human hearts. And what is the ink of the Holy Spirit? Who is the ink of the Holy Spirit? Me, myself. I am the ink of the Holy Spirit. I am the pen of the Holy Spirit. I wrote you through the gospel. Unauthorized voices. Be very careful. I've I've seen this happening in churches. Somebody will come and say, we'll come to this, we'll come to 
to this in a little more detail. I want to, I want us to delve on this for a while. Okay. I have five things to say, but don't worry about the five things. Okay. We have a lot of time, several opportunities. Okay. But just, just delve on this. Think about it. Just chew it along with me, my dear, my dear brothers. Let's see. Second Timothy chapter three. What did you do? Second Timothy chapter three verse 10. But you have carefully followed my, what did you, what did you follow? My what? First my doctrine and then after that, what comes first? What comes first? No, 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 no. What comes first? That is the reason I underlined, just in case. What, what comes first? Everybody say. Carefully follow what? Everybody say again. Carefully follow what? Say doctrine. Say doctrine. I will carefully follow doctrine. Say that. And then manner of life. Do you understand? Don't change the order. I'm not saying manner of life is not important. I will come to the manner of life later on, a little later on. Okay. Just, just bear with me. Okay. Bear with me. Just follow me carefully. First, you care carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions. You see, what has happened? Doctrine has become life now. But this wouldn't have come if it were not for what? For doctrine. So it is very, very important. To check the source, the authority, the spirit. The persecutions. Yes, all who desire to live godly lives in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And you know why he he says that? Don't look at my life first. He says, look at my doctrine first. What should you do? Look Look at my doctrine. Because you know what? Later on, I may change the doctrine. I, Paul, may change the doctrine. But what will you do then? Oh, Paul had a fantastic life. Therefore, will you accept the doctrine? Just because it came from Paul? Look at what it says in Galatians chapter 1. I marvel that you are turning away so soon from the church. No, from him. (laughs) You see, it's always from the person of Jesus Christ. Who called you into the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Which is not another. But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. And what do they do? But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel. Oh, but Paul, your life is so fantastic. Maybe your doctrine is true. No, 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 no. First my doctrine. First my doctrine. You see, there are two things that happen. Truth and error. You know what happens? They come in mixtures. That is when there's divisions in the church. So you cannot sell error without mixture. Okay. So what happens is, there's a principle. Okay, let me show you the principle first and let me give you an explanation of that. The principle. Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 9. You shall not sow in your vineyard different kinds of seed. Now what is seed? According to Mark's gospel chapter 4, is the seed is the word of God. Hmm? Seed is a word of God. The sower went out to sow, it says. And what was he sowing? He was sowing the word of God. Now, the problem here is, in the vineyard, you have to sow only seeds connected to the vineyard. Only one kind of seed. The problem, what has happened here, lest the yield of the seed which you have sown, and the fruit of your vineyard be defiled. Okay. I'll tell you one 
Why is there fruitlessness in our lives? Is because of mixture. What do you what what do you get when you cross a horse and a donkey? Mule. Milton the mule made Mimi surprise. Milton the mule, he made a mistake. While he read the map, he walked in the lake. Mule, okay, okay, I'll teach the, I teach the children all these songs. No, the mule, mule is a cross between horse and a donkey. But you know what the mule is? It's sterile. It cannot reproduce. So if you have mixture, what you get is a sterile human being. I mean, sterile, you have mixture. You have partly word and partly... <laughs> Error. What you get is a sterile believer. He's sterile. He's a mule. He is absolutely unfruitful. He's got mixture in his life. This, therefore, he says, "Don't yoke a donkey and a ox together." Donkey says, "My way." Ox says, "The master's way." You whip a donkey, you know what it will do? It will go along the straight line. You whip a donkey, oh, sorry, you whip a ox, it will go on the straight line. If you whip a, whip a donkey, it will run for its life. Sorry, you are not my master. It will give you, because it's got a 360 degree vision. The problem here is this. Look at, when you have truth and error given to you, there are two dangers, and both are dangers. Because of the error, you reject the truth. Okay? What did I say? Because of the error, you reject the truth. Or, because of the truth, you accept the error. Ah! Okay. Put that in your spiritual pipes and smoke it. Okay. Let me say that. When there is mixture, because of the error, you reject the truth. You have not accepted the truth. Okay. Or, because of the truth, you have accepted the error. Both is dangerous. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example where there was error, where there was error, and what are you supposed to do? Reject the error, accept the truth. Reject the error and accept the truth. There was error again. So, do not accept the error, but accept the truth. This is something which you need to really keep on, keep in your mind. Let us, let us see two examples. I'll give you two examples. This is David commits adultery with Bathsheba. Okay? And then after he's found out, he wants to cover up his, his, uh, fault. And now, is David true? At least according to all these relates, is, is he a true man? Yes or no? Okay. So, because you think this man is true, will you accept his error? No. Look at his response. This is Uriah's response. Okay? And David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house and gift of food from the king followed him. What is happening now? This man is now <laughs> compromised believer now. He is sending error, trying to get him compromised also. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house and with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his house. So when they told David saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Uriah, did you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? Look at the next turn. The response. In this response, there is no mention of David at all. It's all about God. I will reject this because I have accepted the truth. No, 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 no. I'm not going to compromise. Look at what he says. Uriah said to David, 
the ark, Israel, Judah are dwelling in tents. My Lord Joab and the servants of my Lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go? Shall I then go? David, I respect you. You are a man of God. But this is error. I will not accept the error because I know what this what is true. The fact of the matter is, Uriah is not even a Jew. He's a Gentile convert. He's a Hittite. You know what the word for Hittite means? The one who is fearful. Isn't it interesting? Pastor was mentioning that. The people who will betray are the people who will be fearful. But Uriah is a person who has overcome the fear of God. No, he's no longer a servant of David. First, he's a servant of Yahweh first. That is the reason why the, the word Uriah means, you know what? Uriah means what? You know what Uriah means? There were two Uriahs in the Bible, by the way. One Uriah who succumbed to the spirit of fear. One Uriah who did not succumb to the spirit of fear. Who was loyal to God and he was willing to die for his loyalty. Whom will you, whom will you be? Search for the other Uriah in Jeremiah. Uriah means the Lord is my light. Yahweh is my light. Isn't it interesting? The first words of uh, David is, who is going to take, take away this reproach? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who will dare divide, who will dare to defy the armies of the living God? Okay, great David, fantastic. Okay, in Telugu, it's, it's even more fantastic. That is how it is in Telugu. Okay. And then, uncircumcised Hittite comes to David, the circumcised man. Who has the law? Who has the commandments? Who has the covenant? Who has everything? And what he says, who circumcised now? You or me? That is the reason why it says in Romans chapter 2, he says, will the uncircumcised man, when he fulfills the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? And will he not judge you? Will he not judge you? Will you accept the error? How about when it comes from a guy like Jeremiah? How about when it comes from a guy like Jeremiah? Jeremiah, the prophet, the weeping prophet who was broken for Israel, when he comes and says something compromised, will you? Give you an example. This is Jeremiah chapter 35 in the message translation. Okay, The message that Jeremiah received from God 10 years earlier, during the time of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Israel. Go visit the Rechabite community. Invite them to meet with you in one of the rooms in God's temple and serve them wine. Now who's giving you wine? Jeremiah. Jeremiah is giving me wine. Is wine okay then? I mean, wine is, I'm using it as a symbol of compromise, basically. You know how the Rechabites respond? Then I set out chalices and pitchers of wine. Kya baat hai? Come on, Jeremiah is there, the prophet, the weeping prophet, no? He's sitting before the Rechabites. One full pitcher of beer. I mean, you go to Canada and US, they only drink pitchers. One pitcher of beer. That fellow is like one big mug and everybody is helping themselves from the pitcher. Okay. They become pitcher, pitcher because of pitchers. Okay. I set out chalices and pitchers of wine for the Rechabites and said, toast, drink up. 
thank you. I was waiting for this opportunity. When will somebody sanction this? Now, where is it coming from? Error coming from a man who's true. You know what the recovered say? Sorry, sir. But they wouldn't do it. We won't drink wine. Period. Go and jump in the lake. Even if you're Jeremiah. That is the reason why you know what Paul says. If I become a servant of man, I should not be the bond servant of Jesus Christ. The fear of man will bring a snare. I will not fear man. Because of the fear of God in my heart. What has happened? Man who is true gave you an error. What should you do? Reject the error and only accept the truth. But here there is only error. So reject it. There is another case. Where a man who is false will bring you truth. And what happens to you? You look at the error and you will reject the truth. You know, where, they, where that you, you find that in the Bible again, in Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19, verses two, 12 and 13 onwards. <clears throat> two men said to Lord, do you have any other family here? Sons, daughters, anybody in the city? Get them out of here now. We are going to destroy this place. The outcries of the victims here to God are deafening. We have seen, we have, we have been to, uh, we have been sent to blast this place into oblivion. <laughs> this is the message translation, okay? Look at this next verse. Lot went out and warned the fiancés of his daughters. Is he speaking the truth? What do they do? They reject the truth and they accept the error. So the first thing you have to be very, 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 very careful. Do not listen to unauthorized voices. Did you get that, everybody? Very important. Children. Children. Do not listen to anybody other than your parents. I like what, you know, even when uh, Joanne and Aman come and Pastor James gives them a chocolate. Can you imagine? It's like, you know, Jeremiah giving wine. Oh, no, 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 no. I have to check with my mother. Fantastic. Fantastic. And even Pastor James will say, go and check with your mother first. Anything. Do not listen to unauthorized voices. I'll tell you something. So many people in the charismatic moments, because of the error, they rejected the truth of the charismatics. And so many charismatics, because of the truth, they accepted the error. And what has happened? The confusion in the church. So first thing. Authorized voices. In other, in other words, ask the fellow the certificate. Where did you graduate from? In other words, which school, which uh, church do you belong to? First question. Okay, you're speaking to me. Thus says the Lord. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Please. That thus says the Lord can wait. Where did you come from? Which church? First. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Second. 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 Very. Very important. Okay. Why do people betray? I wrote it on. I've been learning about this over the week. Selfish ambition or or unwillingness to play the second fiddle. Everybody say, read that. Ah, read, 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 read now. See, you need to read. You got to chew it on. Chew on this. Selfish ambition, unwillingness to play second fiddle. 
No, if I were to tell you who was the first man to ever play second fiddle, you will be shocked. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. <laughs> Everybody's thinking. I'm sure. Hey, yeah, can anybody, can anybody, can, my wife says, Jesus, fantastic. You see that Jesus was the first God playing second fiddle. I will not do anything except my father. I will humble myself as my bond servant. Whatever the father tells me to do, I will do. I will not speak of anything of myself. Whatever I hear my father speak, I will speak. Even though he was equal to God. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. <laughs> so how many of you want to play second fiddle? No, I'm a natural leader, you know. Wherever I go, I'm a leader. You see, those people who cannot follow cannot be leaders. What are you going to lead people to? You see, always in philosophy or in logic, logic, tarka shastram. In logic, first of all, there is something which is known. And from the known, you go to the unknown. Am I right? Am I right? So, I want to follow you. Whom did you follow? There should be something which is known. That is the reason Paul says, follow me, period. No. Follow me. Complete it. Even as I follow Christ. You see, there is something which is known. Go to the unknown. Selfish ambition. Causes betrayal. Look at what it says. This is, this is quintessential, what do you say, uh, oppression of the demonic in the church. Look at, look at what it says in James chapter 3. Pay careful attention, okay? If you have bitter envy, other translations, self-seeking, or selfish ambition. I was like trying to look up what is selfish ambition, okay? Electioneering. That is selfish ambition. Electioneering, okay? Other translations, intriguing for office. You know what the word intriguing for office means? Expressing interest in a particular office. I am uh, going to be the uh, MLA of uh, Kishtama and Cliff. And that is my interest. Okay, Come here to ask for your vote, sir. Quintessential. Selfish ambition person, if you have to think about it in the Bible, who comes into your, first, in, into your mind? Selfish ambition. The epitome, of course, Satan. We know Satan. Selfish ambition, okay? Satan, Satan ka bacha. Kone? Satan ka beta. Dawood ka beta nahi. Satan ka beta. The quintessential, quintessential selfish ambition, electioneering, intriguing for, intriguing for office person. Look at what it says. This is, this is exactly, this guy, you know, fits this character so well. I'm writing this, you know, script. I want somebody to fit this character. Who, who fits that character? <laughs> Absalom. After this, it happened in Second Samuel chapter 15, that Absalom provided himself with chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. You see, David's children's names are interesting. Absalom, cause of peace. Of Shalom means father of peace. He is a father of peace. Peace, peace he is father of. This fellow is totally opposite to what his name is. Who named you Absalom Baba? I mean, Elimelech was very, Elimelech, yeah, Elimelech was, was very, very, uh, very wise. Mehelion, Shilion. Pining, weeping. 
children. That's what you are. But what of this fellow? Absalom. Oh, Absalom. Father of peace. He is going to be the cause of peace in my home. He is going to join and unite my family. The sword which came into my house, he is going to unite it. No. Electioneering. Look at what he says. Absalom would rise early in the early and stand beside the way gate. So it was whenever anyone who had a lawsuit came to the king for a decision. I told you, do not listen to unauthorized voices. Every unauthorized voice has a selfish ambition, my dear brothers. And I'm telling you something. If you cannot play second fiddle, do not be in the church. Do not be in the church. Because a church is not a place for people who are seeking for self. Because it is not about you. It is about God. That is the reason why the, the, the verse which, which is the, the vision statement of our church in, thank you, everybody say that? In all things let who? Christ Jesus have preeminence. So it was when anyone who had a lawsuit came to the king for a decision that Absalom would call him and say, Oh, what city are you from, sir? Give me a bad data. I have a, what is that PR team here? 50 people running before me. I mean, incredible names, no? What is the other, other fellow's name? Adonija. Yahweh is my master. Really? Total opposite. You are the master of your life, Adonija. I am the master of my life. Ya, Adoni means my Lord is Yahweh. My Lord is Yahweh. You know what Abigail means? Abigail? Cause of joy. Hmm? Name? That is what God pronounces over you when you are baptized, right? So many of you got names. Hmm? Oh, that I have made a judge, verse 4. In the land and everyone who has any suit or cause, what am I doing? Intriguing for office. Expressing interest. And what did he do? So it was whenever anyone came near to bow down to him that he would put on his hand, take him and kiss him. What did you do? Did you fight one battle? What is your resume, Absalom? Did you fight one battle? Show me your scars. Show me your dealings with God. Show me your battles. What did you fight? Oh, these are all smooth talkers. They have the gift of gab, my dear brothers. They have no substance. Be careful of people. That is the reason why wherever there is selfish ambition. Look at what it says in James chapter 3. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is what? Earthly. You know what the next word is? It's a, it's a gradual dissension from the earthly. Next is soulish or sensual, which is of the eye, which boosts your ego, which is not of the way of the cross. And once it has become about self, you know what happens? Who empowers it? What, who empowers it? The demonic. It is earthly. It is sensual. It is demonic. Demonic. You know why? 
There is selfish ambition. Self-seeking. Jesus is a, he is the one who played second fiddle. How many of you are willing to play second fiddle? At least have expressed interest to play second fiddle. Can we, can I see? <laughs> Are you don't want to play? Come on, raise your hands if you are willing. Amen to that. This is demonic. That is the reason why the cross, if you want to become a person without selfish ambition, you have to destroy and crucify the soulish, the soulish man. The I, the ego. If anyone desires to come after me, let him what? First, deny himself. Pick up the cross. Cross is the one which crucifies the selfish ambition. The self-seeking. First, unauthorized voices. Second, selfish ambition. And the reason why many people in the church don't even know they've been oppressed by demons. You know why? Because they're willing not to play. They're never willing to play second fiddle. No, they have selfish ambition. They do not wait for God's timing to exalt them. That is the reason I said, the first question. A faithful man? Finish the statement. Who can find? Everybody say, by God's grace, I will be that faithful man. Say that. Everybody say that. By faith, by God's grace, I will be that faithful man. Repeat, repeat after me. By God's grace, I will be that faithful man. So for where there's envy, there is self-seeking, confusion, and every evil thing is there. Understand this. You know how many worship teams get destroyed because of selfish ambition? How many pulpits get destroyed because of selfish ambition? Because of unwillingness to play the second fiddle? How many churches have been divided because of selfish ambition? Because of electioneering? Because of schisms? God hates it. That's the reason why he says six things the Lord hates. Seven things are an abomination to him. You know what the seventh fellow is? The one who causes discord among brothers. He has no concept of what it means to be a covenant keeper. You know what? Um, Derek Prince gives a fantastic example of a, of a, from, he quotes from a book called O Jerusalem. The story is of, uh, this, is, this is something which happened uh, in, uh, in, in in real life, okay? There was this, uh, this, uh, this when the state of Israel was being formed, okay? There was a intense battle for the, for the state of Israel and the Arabs from Transjordan, they were fighting against the Jewish people. So there was one colony, which was a Jewish stronghold in uh, Palestine, Phil- uh, Palestine, yeah, Palestine, and uh, the Arabs came and they killed all males and a few males or old people are left. And then you know what they did? Typically, what they want to do? They take the women and they want to outrage their modesty. So they took a Jewish woman. They took a Jewish woman and they were about to do something to her. Then the commander of the Arab platoon, he comes, he takes his gun, shoots those two soldiers on the head. And he takes a piece of bread from his pocket and he gives it, he breaks it and he gives it to her and he says, now we have broken bread, nobody can touch you. (laughs) 
You know what this, what the early church did? They went house to house, did what? Broke bread. Well, you know what? When you are breaking bread, you are covenanting yourself and saying, you know what? I am joined to this church. They have no concept of what breaking bread is. You know why? Selfish ambition. They are 52 weeks in the 14th year. Think on these things before we enter into the fifth year, 15th year. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 19. Look at this. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy. No. Who's Timothy? Second fiddle. You know? Who's Timothy? Everybody say? Second fiddle. He's not uh, Apostle Paul great. No, no. <laughs> Timothy. He is Timothy. With all his fearfulness, his weaknesses and everything. But there's something about Timothy. Look at what he says. Timothy to you shortly that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your estate. For, everybody read that. For all seek their own or not Paul's. No, 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 no. He didn't say that. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ. But you know what about Timothy? But you know his proven character. Underline it in your Bible, my dear brothers and sisters. And write it on your Bible with golden letters. Proven character. That as a son, with his father, he served with me in the gospel. You see, where are the Timothys? Everybody wants to become Elijah. Who oh, we want to bring fire down from heaven. Wait, where are the Elishas? Who will pour water in the hands of Elijah? Covenant breakers. You know why? There is selfish ambition. Keep this in your mind, my dear brothers. Look at another example of a guy whose namesake is Jesus. You know who's that namesake? Joshua. This is Exodus chapter 17. Hmm? Now Amalek came and fought with Israel. Where? In Rephidim. And Moses said to who? To who? Ah, so many people are there. Who should I find? Joshua. Faithful. Trustworthy minister of Moses. He's jealous for Yahweh. Jealous for his master. I'll give you one verse, okay? Go home and meditate on that. Second Corinthians. Note, 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 note it down in your Bible. Second Corinthians, okay? Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. If, if you can find it, just read it out for me and I'll, I'll read it for you. Second uh, Corinthians. Oh, I should have actually put that verse. Second Corinthians chapter Oh, can't see it, no? I'm 40 plus now, so I have to read my, have my reading glasses, especially when it's Telugu. Second huh? Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. Okay? 8, 7, easy to remember. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7. Okay, keep that in your minds, okay? Somebody can read it if you have, you can read it for me. Just as you excel in everything and lead the way in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in genuine concern, in your love for whom? Who is that us? For who is that us? Aha, go home. That us is the people who invested into your life in the gospel. Okay? 
the ministers of gospel. Okay? Keep that in your mind. So, Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and we will go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. And what will you do, Moses? Uh, I will go out on the top of the mountain and I will pray. Hello. <laughs> you will pray. I should fight. Any questions? No. No questions. So Joshua did as Moses said to him. And fought with Amalek. Now tell me, who was Joshua fighting for? Who in Israel was he fighting for? You know who he's fighting for? Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 17. Remember what Amalek did to you on the way as you were coming out of Egypt. How he met you on the way and attacked your rear ranks. All the stragglers, the tired, the weary. And who was Joshua fighting for? The stragglers, the tired, and the weary, and the weak people in the church. Was he fighting for himself? So Moses is about to finish his career. And he says, Lord, I'm looking at all these potential prospects for the, for the next position in this church. Who is your man? I love this. Promotion should not come from the east or to the, from the west. It should come from God. Even Moses does not know. Look at what he says. Then Moses, in Numbers chapter 27, verse 15. Moses spoke to the Lord saying, Let the Lord, the God of spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation, who may go out before them, go in before them, who may lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which do not have a shepherd. And uh, who's your choice, God? Then the Lord said to Moses, Everybody, take Joshua, a man who is willing to play second fiddle. Look at what it says. And you shall give him some of your authority. The words, word in, actually in the Greek is khadosh, which means some of your glory. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the principle is this. If you want to safeguard yourself from selfish ambition, you know what you should do? You should confess one verse along with me. Okay? Confess it. John's Gospel, chapter 3. I'll tell you which verse to confess. Verse 25. Then there, was, then there arose a dispute between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you beyond the Jordan to whom you have testified, behold, he is baptizing and all are going to him. Now, everybody read this verse along with me. John answered, okay, everybody say that. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. Everybody say that. A man should receive nothing unless it is given from him from heaven. I should receive nothing that is except that has been given from heaven. Except that is which has been given from heaven. That is it. That's the principle. So first, do not listen to unauthorized voices. Second, be willing to play the second fiddle. You see, even David played second fiddle. You know that? He was the anointed. But wherever Saul asked him to go, he went. Without asking any questions. Go and bring hundred foreskins of the Philistines. Two hundred. I mean, what a strange guy this fellow is. And he was more than willing to show, prove his loyalty to his, to his, to Saul. You know, I, I believe, uh, I believe Saul, uh, David was looking for a father figure in his life. And he was looking up to Saul. 
Maybe he's going to be my father. All my life I was rejected. I didn't have a father. My own father didn't even consider me as a child. First, unauthorized voices. Second, willingness to play the second field. Fiddle, fiddle. Third one, why do people betray? Read that. Unwillingness to take correction, very easily offended. That is betrayal. That is, cause, that, what, that is what causes betrayal. You will not be faithful till the end unless and until you have this attitude. Look at what it says in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the what comes first? The falling away. Pastor was mentioning about that. Falling away. You know the word falling away means? Epistio, which means divorce, unfaithfulness, or disloyalty. That's the exact word. They become apostate. What is the word for apostate? Apostate means what? The one who is unfaithful. Amusement. Muse. Think. Amuse means? Don't think. Okay. Apostate. Apostate means be faithful. Apostate. Don't be faithful. Unless the falling away. And the son, man of sin, is revealed, the son of perdition. So, and with all unrighteous deception, this is Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10, among those who perish because they did not receive the what of the truth? The love of the truth. Love of the truth. They easily get offended. For this reason, God sends them what? A strong delusion. That they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth. See, you will never believe that unless, first of all, you receive the love for the truth. You have to love. Hmm? Saturate yourself in the word. Look at what it says in Mark's Gospel, chapter 14. This is an example, okay? The person who betrays. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work. Whom did he say this to? Whom did he say this to? Let her alone. Whom did he say this to? Mary came. She was anointing Jesus' feet. No, no, no. You know what Mark says? He said to the disciples. But you know what? Uh, John cares two hoots about playing, you know what, being politically correct. He is, after all, the apostle of Love and truth, both. Okay, he is the apostle of truth and he is the apostle of love. If you want to major in truth and in love, study the epistles of John and the, the gospel of John. And Revelation, of course. Okay, keep reading Revelation and that's it. Okay, for you have always the poor with you. Look at what it says next. This is, then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest and what? He got offended immediately, betrayed. Immediately. You know what this is? This is the unwillingness to be confronted by with your compromise and the unwillingness to confess your sin. Unconfessed sin in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why John's Gospel chapter 12. But one of the disciples was for Judas Iscariot, Simon's son. He said it. He said this. Why did he say it? Not because he cared for the poor. Why? Because he was what? Helping himself. 
regularly, consistently. 10 rupees, 25 rupees, 100 rupees, 1000 rupees. And Jesus never confronted him. I, I, I remember Pastor James talked about this sometime back. He said, it, it, actually, it, it's just it just stayed in my mind. No. Jesus did not confront Judas before because he would be a hindrance to his ministry because he would immediately go at that time and betray him. And his time was not yet come. Remember that? He knows, he knows the response of many people. If I confront this fellow, he will never, first of all, listen to me. Therefore, I leave him. You see? And see, whenever people will not confront us, that is an actual, you know, it is a, it is a dabba on our character. Leave Vijay alone. Ma. If I say him again, this will go and create much more trouble. Never, never, ever come to that point in your life. Mm-hmm. So, next one. The same thing, offense. You know why pe- people get offended? Because there is no depth in their relationships. There is no depth in the relationship. Look at what it says in Mark's Gospel chapter 4. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately sprang up because it had what? No depth of earth. And what is this sun which was coming up? Explanation. These likewise which came on stony ground when they hear the word immediately with gladness and they have no root in themselves that is they don't have depth. So they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, they, they become what? They immediately stumble. You know what the word for stumble is? They get offended immediately. Because they don't have depth in their relationships. That is the reason why I said, you know, you do not know what it, may, what it means to make covenant with the church when you're breaking bread. What it means. You know when Paul was in that, in that sea, in that storm, you know what he did? He broke bread. And you know what he said? All your souls have been given into my hand. Nothing is going to touch you. Nothing is going to touch you. Because there is a depth of the relationship with God. Matthew chapter 24. This is what will happen. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended. And what will they do? They will betray Oh my goodness, I do not want to be among those people who will betray. I want to have depth in my relationship with God. Not just intellectual or emotional. Something which is authentic and spiritual. That is the reason why we have the tabernacle. Incredible testimony of a depth of relationship. From the outer courts to the holy place. And where? Finally, to the most holy place. Where there is only one light which is the Shekinah glory of God. The outer courts you have natural light. In the holy place you have the priests who are giving light. But in the most holy place there is only one, one light which is the Shekinah glory of God. That's a revelation from which the church is built. Depth of your relationship. Ask, your, ask yourself this question this morning. How deep is my relationship with God? That is the reason why he says, you know, he who listens to my words and obeys them, he is like a man. What does he do first? He 
digs deep and then he lays the foundation. We're coming to the 15th year, my dear brothers and sisters. It's very, very important for us to settle at least in some measure once and for all. I am loyal to Christ. That's the reason why I made those children sing that song. I love that song, you know. I love that song. Here he braved the sound that moves the earth around. This loyalty, loyalty, loyalty to Christ. Arise to dare and true. Do ring out the watchword. True. Come join the royal throng. We'll rout the giant wrong. Come join the royal throng. We'll rout the giant wrong. This loyalty, loyalty, loyalty to Christ. Where Satan's banners float. We'll send the buggle note. Kya baat hai? Of loyalty, loyalty, loyalty to Christ. On to victory. On to victory. Christ, our great commander on. We will move at his command. We will soon possess the land. Through loyalty. Loyalty. Loyalty to Christ. So first, what is the first thing? Tell me. Unauthorized voices. Second thing, selfish ambition. Third thing, no depth in your relationship. Easily offended. Next one. I thank God, thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me. The fourth thing which causes you to be bitter, to be unfaithful is what? Ingratitude. Unthankfulness. You think that God owes you something. That's the reason the pastor was saying, you know, count your blessings. <laughs> Name them one by one. Do you think you deserve what you, what you have today? I don't deserve to be in this pulpit. And I'm telling you every day. <laughs> every day I think about it. I do not deserve. And I'm not trying to be humble or, you know, it's called humblicity. No, I don't, I'm not, I don't come from humblicity. I come from Hyderabad. Very true. It's a fact. Given an option, I will not even want to be here. What's the call? See, in gratitude, see that is the reason why Paul says, look at, I'll give you this, this picture first. Luke's Gospel chapter 17. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy upon us. Who are these fellows? Ten lepers. Hmm? Okay. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. Now tell me, who has faith? Out of the ten. And why does he have faith? We know that person who came back and said, thanks, who is that fellow? He's a Samaritan. Okay, Samaritan. So when you are going, who has, who has faith? The people who are Jewish or the people who are Samaritan? Why? Why Samaritan has faith? Why? Why do you think the Samaritan has faith? Are the Samaritans allowed into the temple? Are they allowed into the temple? No. So think about it, no? Ten lepers going. One guy hears, go and show yourself to the priest. And he says, but Lord, I'm not a Samaritan. I'm not a Jew. How can I even go to the temple? And his heart is beating in his chest. He's going towards the temple and every time he's reaching the temple, his heart is (laughs) beating louder and louder. If those fellows come to know that I'm a Samaritan. He's going and going and going on the way he sees himself. He's healed. All his leprosy is gone. Now he doesn't even have to show himself to the priest. 
And he says, this is miracle. And he comes back to Jesus. Because you know what? I did not even deserve, at least these people are Jewish. They haven't, they had some right to go, go themselves, go and show themselves to the priest. I don't even have that right. But you still healed me. You see? What are we? Hmm. Samaritans. If, if I have to say in crude language, you know what we are, what we are in the, in the, in our Telangana, Andhra terms, Mala, Madiga. That's what we are. You know, it's, it's not a very easy thing for me. Honestly, when, when my, I got an admission in IIIT, my, my professor looked at me and said, okay, you from Usmania, IIT, and he said, oh, you're a Christian. Reservation. I was so angry. You know what I said? Somebody, I mean, I didn't want to, I don't want to say it now. I was so upset and I said something. Merit. No reservation. OC. Not FC, forward cast, other, other cast, I don't even know which cast. Not outcast. You see, not even, does he have it? Does he, is, he looks at himself and he says, I don't even deserve this. Look at what it says. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, my wife was asking the children, which one do you want to be? <laughs> and one of them said, I want to be the fourth. <laughs> you know, in the children are innocent, right? Which one? Who's that? The person who was a Samaritan came down and gave thanks. I did not deserve it, Lord. The others just went their way. What was Jesus expecting? What was Jesus expecting? Tell me. Thanks. Gratitude. Why? Because he is a faithful one and he is a grateful one. Who is faithful? Jesus is faithful. Who is grateful? Why? What are you grateful about? Did you have a noble birth? No. At least when you are born, you are born in Fernandez Hospital. You are, if you are a girl, you are been, you are, you'll be wound up in what cloths? Pink. If you are a boy, blue. In GTC, it is by default pink. But what about Jesus? This is a sign. You will find a baby in the manger wound up in swaddling clothes. That's a sign. But he's grateful. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I thank you. What are you thank you? Are you thank you for? Are you grateful for the cross? Are you grateful for the separation? I thank you. That's it. I thank you, Father. No reason. I just thank you. What did God do to you, Jesus? He put you on the cross. He forsook you. I'm still thankful. What did God do to you? Doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> That's it. He is God and I have to give him thanks. Period. The faithful one. And the thankful one. Look at the attitude of the apostle. Let's read it. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me, what? Faithful. Loyal. Putting me, you know what it's like? Putting me into the ministry who was a, a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man. But I 
Let me tell you something. Only those people who are merciful are faithful. Let's steal from the apostles' words, okay? First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 25. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord. Forget about that. Yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord in his, what? Mercy has made me trustworthy. Other translations, KJ will say, the one who has obtained mercy of the Lord to be what? Faithful. Merciful people are faithful people, are loyal people. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the faithful, for they shall obtain mercy. See? It shows in your attitude towards others. Will you serve others? Or will you beat up the others? Your attitude towards those people who are ungrateful in your own life. Genesis chapter 14. Now when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 13, 318 trained servants who were born in his own house, went in pursuit as far as Dan. For who? For an ungrateful Nephew, you know why? I obtained mercy from the Lord. The Lord of glory appeared to me. You know what the word Lord of glory means? It was not an ordinary vision that he had or a revelation that he had. He had the glory of God appearing to him when he was in the earth of the Chaldeans. And I did not obey him completely. Yet he did not give up upon me. How can I give up upon a brother who is compromised? The person who will not betray because he is grateful. Take one minute and say, thank you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Let that be my attitude. My, let, let there be a heart of gratitude. Let praise not be forced. Let it be natural for us, Lord. The fifth, the last one. The fifth. I have several, several things I just want to look at. These five things I want to just bring to your attention this morning. Handling. Delay. Handling delay. Okay. Lot of people, so much of delay. Delay, we are looking for a breakthrough, financial breakthrough. How many looking for financial? Don't have to turn, raise your hands. Everybody will say, they will possibly put both their hands. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm looking for a breakthrough in my life. Looking for a spouse. Looking for whatever. What are you going to do? It's interesting, no? God said to the Israelites, I brought you out of Egypt. What did he say? I brought you out of Egypt. Now when Moses delayed his coming, you know what the Israelites said to Aaron? This person Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt. We don't know what happened. You know, they go into a ruckus. Now God speaks to Moses. You know what he says? Go down. The people, huh? who? You brought. <laughs> Because I know why, I know what they said. <laughs> they said, not God, they, their focus went from away from God and onto man. Handling delay. Luke's Gospel chapter 12. And the Lord said, Who then is a faithful and a wise steward? Whom his master will make rule over, over all his house, household to give them portion of food in due season. 
Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. That's the reason why he commends them as what? Well done, good and talented servant. No? What did he say? Faithful. I like that. Faithful servant, not talented. And, the, and that fellow who had only one talent, he had all the logic. You know, some people who are who are lazy, they have logic. What, what do they have? So everybody say, lazy people have logic. <laughs> Hardworking people obey. Say that. Ah. You know why you couldn't do this? I know you were a hard master. You sow where you, you reap where you do not sow. You gather where you do not scatter. Etc, etc, etc. Therefore, you know why I couldn't work hard? Because of my parents. Because of my friends. Because they forced that thing into my throat. No, 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 you did it. Now friends spoiled him. No, you spoiled your friends. People will learn, will never, will never accept that. You know, every time parents teachers meeting happen, you know the friends company, sir. No, Baba, you are company. It's not the friends company. Blessed is that servant. Truly I say to you that I will make him a ruler over all that he has. And the next one. But if that servant says in my heart, in his heart, my master is delaying his coming. Begins to beat the male and female servants. That doesn't spare. Girls, boys, everybody. <laughs> He's beating them up. <laughs> no, 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 no problem at all. And look at what he says. Beat and to eat and Drink and be drunk. The master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him. And at an hour when he is not aware. And what will he do? And he will? What will he do first? Read that everybody. He will? Cut him into two. You know what cut him into two means? You know those days when they made a covenant. They take an animal. And they cut him into two. And they walk. The two parties which make the covenant walk between the two animals. Saying, if any one of these of, of our two parties who breaks the terms of the covenant, what happened to the animal? Let it become to us. Let let it happen to us. So what has happened? Jesus comes. You broke covenant. You betrayed me. Cutting into two. Oh, my dear brothers. Fifth year, fifteenth year. You know what? I want to be counted among the faithful. You know why? Because the new birth inside of me, which God has birthed and caused me to be born again, that new seed desires to be faithful. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, let him grow. Let him grow. So, let us recap five things we learned. First thing, do not listen to unauthorized voices, rebels who do not submit to authority. First thing. Then you will keep yourself from being unfaithful. Second, don't get rid of selfish ambition and willing to be, and be willing to play what? Second fiddle. Third, be willing to take correction and don't get easily offended. Fourth, be grateful. Be grateful. Fifth, even if the Lord delays, this is my attitude. I will keep working till he comes. I'll keep working till he comes. And you will keep yourself safe from betrayal and unfaithfulness. The just shall live by... No, 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 no. Let's say that again. The just shall live by his loyalty. Let's all stand this morning in the presence of the house. It's presence of the Lord. 52 weeks are over of the 14th year.
on all of us who have joined us you within through the years you also organically become a part of us okay because we are an organi- we are not an organization we are a body amen let's pray father this morning we just want to come to you in the name of jesus just shall live by his faithfulness make us faithful father if there is selfish ambition inside of me expose it grant me the grace that i'll be willing to play second fiddle grant me the grace of jesus who played second fiddle to his father grant me the spirit of joshua who played second fiddle to moses grant me the spirit of elisha who was willing to pour water on the on the hands of elijah the same spirit the holy spirit a double portion of your anointing pray father that we will be people who will not get easily offended lord we will be a grateful church and lord we will not give up even with your delays you delayed but you did not deny us enable us to be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord knowing that you are not unjust in due season we will reap if we endure for god is not unjust he will reward the labor of your love which you show and you will continue to show to the brothers in the body of christ so that in i pray that you would bless us as a church even as we enter into the 15th year keep us faithful keep us loyal to you keep us loyal to one another the strength of youth we lay at jesus feet today of loyalty 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 to christ the gospel will proclaim throughout the world's domain of loyalty 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 to christ this morning father you are jehovah shabbat the lord of hosts and we want to be loyal to you loyal to you this morning father may you find such a spirit in your house and if there is no such a spirit i pray father you would birth in us that spirit this morning because is there anything too difficult for you nothing lord praise you lord we worship you we give you glory we give you honor we give you praise for in jesus mighty name we pray amen may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of the father and the fellowship of the holy spirit rest and abide with each one of us for in jesus name we pray amen god bless you have a wonderful 15th year okay next year next wednesday we'll be having our first service for this year so join us online and enjoy with us amen